lot of topics that we're going to be covering today, so let's dive right in. First topic is that we're going to talk about is, once again, Biden has set another record, record in inflation. Well, 40 years since it's been this bad. Oh, and he's blaming it on Mr. Putin. Putin. Mr. Putty. Putty, all right, so I have a soundbite on that. Um, Before we go to our guest, we do that. We go to play the soundbite. That'll get you going, I'm sure. And we also have the sound of sister, who's going to be talking about the demonstrations in front of the Supreme Court justices' homes and why they're illegal, or why, and most most likely, most likely they're illegal. Here's the uh, Putin soundbite. Blames it on, well, first you blame it on this. Here we go. There are two leading causes of inflation we're seeing today. The first cause of inflation is a once-in-a-century pandemic. A second cause, it's Mr. Putin's war in Ukraine. Oh, Mr. Putin. You saw, we saw in March that 60% of inflation that month was due to price increases. So it was Mr. Putin. Oh, it was. It had nothing to do with cutting the um, gas line, did it? The, uh, the oil pipelines had a gas line. Uh, and how about this one? This will be your favorite. He blames. Actually, has the gall to blame Donald Trump. He's going to blame Senator anybody. Rick Scott, Wisconsin, a member of the he Senate Republican. He doesn't even know where he's from. from Wisconsin. He's not, he was from Florida. Senator Scott is from Florida. <clears throat> Excuse my word. It felt bad for him. He doesn't even know what day it is. Senator Rick Scott, Wisconsin, a member of the Senate Republican leadership, laid it all out. The ultra MAGA plan MAGA, put forward by congressional Republicans to raise taxes no, on working like... families, lower the income of American workers. I never expected. Actually, not a single Republican assigned on to Rick Scott's plan, not one. So this, once again, <laughs> is a Biden. Actually, the Washington Post of all papers gave him four Pinocchios on that one. He got a four Pinocchio. No, the ultra-MAGA Republicans ultra who MAGA, seem to control new... the Republican Party now. Jay, what do you think of their new slogan? you think it'll work? Ultra-MAGA Republicans. Dana Perino said she likes that. She said, if you want to make a Trump against Biden, she said, I'm all in. Trump will win every time. You better be careful what he wishes uh, I, for. I, I, was, I, I was throwing things at, at the uh, radio. I was throwing things at my radio today when I was driving. Um, uh, no, it was, no, it was not today. It was um, when it was his speech. Um, yesterday. Yeah. How do you feel about the phrase ultra MAGA? I don't even know what the hell it means. To have been able to control the Republican Party. <laughs> I want to listen to what Dana has to say about ultra MAGA, but first let's listen to this what Jen Psaki had to say about how this whole phrase came to be. Jen I have a headache. Is the president's phrase, and the president uh, made those comments himself um, just last week, as you know. And I think what has struck him is how extreme some of the policies and proposals are that a certain wing of the Republican Party that is taking up too much of the Republican Party are are for. So to him, adding a little ultra to it, give it a little extra pop. Give it extra pop. Is he giving it a little yeah. extra pop? I, um, you know, a little extra pop is um, when you give your kids the uh, crap out of the uh, boxes when they come through the mail. But you need to call Dana, Dan. If you want to know what Dana's response to that was, since Jesse led into it, Dana said, if you want to make a Trump against Biden, I'm, I'm in on that every, every day of the week. Okay, you need to call Don. Okay, let's give Don a call. Don Petschy's going to join us. He's in, I forget what we're talking and about. And video Tom. interrupted for some reason again. Again? Hmm? Do we have any video or not? No, just go there. Mr. Pesci is going to join us um, and comment. I, I on didn't hit it right. This is why you got to do this. Um, I don't know. Office. Oh, interview line. I'm sorry. Interview. Welcome to Verizon Wireless. Your call can now. Okay, so that didn't work. Interview line. There we go.
That might not be working either. No, that's his. Hello. Hello, Andre. It's Jim Bicewich calling. Is hey, Don, Jim. Is Don around? Don, can we take? Yeah, I'm right little, here. Can we take a it's little? It's Don. Early? It's Don. Don Pesci is joining us. Conser- for those of you who are listening out of the area, Don is a conservative columnist in a blue state. It read, and his title of his blog is "Red Notes from a Blue State." It's not easy being blue in this state. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, it is. Just hold your breath for a little while. Don, explain for me <laughs> before I get into some crazy sound bites. Can you? I don't know if you're familiar with this. I didn't set you up. What do you think of the uh, Wall Street Journal column today? I haven't played the uh, bite yet, but um, the Wall Street Journal did a column comparing Joe Biden to <clears throat> George Costanza from Seinfeld. Is everything he oh, does is wrong? Oh, yeah. George, George Costanza. George Costanza politics. <laughs> uh, I'll play it for you. Here's the bite they were compared her to. This is from Seinfeld. Right. I'll play it first. They get you to comment. Why did it all turn out like this for me? I had so much promise. <laughs> I was personable. I was bright. Oh, maybe not academically speaking, but <laughs> I was perceptive. I always know when someone's uncomfortable at a party. Hey. Over there. It all became very clear to me sitting out there today that every decision I've ever made in my entire life has been wrong. <laughs> my life is the complete opposite of everything I want it to be. Every instinct I have in every aspect of life, be it something to wear, something to eat, it's often wrong. <laughs> Everyone. Tuna on toast, coleslaw, cup of coffee. Yeah. No, 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 wait a minute. I always have tuna on toast. Nothing's ever worked out for me with tuna on toast. <laughs> I want the complete opposite of tuna on toast. Chicken salad on rye. Untoasted with a side of potato salad and a cup of tea. <laughs> well, there's no telling what can happen from this. You know, chicken salad's not the opposite of tuna. Salmon's the opposite of tuna, because salmon swim right. against the current, and the tuna swim with it. Okay, Don, go ahead. But, you know, so the Wall Street can, Journal... Can I, can I just Wait, tell you a second. secret? No, Wall Street I'll, Journal I know, said I'll, that Joe Biden was the, uh, the uh, George Costanza of uh, presidents, because everything, everything he's decided has been wrong, including the wars. He was against the war in Kuwait. But he was for the war in Iraq. And the war in Iraq did not turn out as expected. Let's let's see here, Don. Well, no, I think the analogy is pretty near pretty near perfect. I remember that episode and I what in my recollection is that when he chooses to do the opposite of everything he's done, he's (laughs) successful. You know, it works out for him. (laughs) I I don't think Biden is at that point yet. I don't think he's reached the point where he's realized that everything, literally everything he's done in office since he first arrived is uh, is wrong and should be switched. It should be the opposite of what he's been doing all along. And that includes his policies on, uh, he doesn't have a policy on, on, you know, on inflation. But if he had a policy on inflation, it would be the opposite of everything he's doing because inflation means that there's too many dollars chasing too few goods. And what Biden is, yeah, what Biden has done is he's he's introduced any more money, Don, sorry for interrupting, but in order to cure this inflation, he wants to spend even more money. And here's what he had the goal to say in his speech a couple of days ago. I think our policies help not hurt. His policy, he thinks his policy helped inflation, not hurt it. Don, does he even know what century he's living in? Yeah, well, that notion, you know, that everything is that everything is done is okay on inflation, and that it's uh, it's you know he's he's conquered it, is uh, absolutely positively uh, false, uh, because he's introduced uh, so much. He's, first of all, he's taken a lot of money and taxes out of the private economy. He's borrowed a lot of money, and that takes it out of the private economy. He's uh, uh, he's spent like a like a drunken sailor, apologies to drunken sailors. Uh, <laughs> and, you nice. know, what that does is 
it 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 commits the entire country to a spending proposal that's just ruinous and inflationary. So so you're right. I mean, and the George Costanza analogy is a perfect one. It, he has to turn around. You know, all he has to do is turn his ship around, and he's not willing to do it. He's not willing to do it because he's not a creative politician, and he's listening to the wrong people. I don't know who's writing his, his material for him, but, you know, what he should do is hire the guy who wrote the material for Costanza. Well, um, the thing is, we have we still have ships sitting at um, in um, California, right? Yeah. Um, we have higher prices of gasoline. Um, so a lot higher. Um, a lot higher. Um, so everything is costing costing more, and I it has been costing more. And if you go, to, um, pardon my voice, but if you go, if you go to the store. Um, they're, they've Excuse been talking me. about the baby formula. <clears throat> you heard that, I'm sure. Um, yep. I don't have babies anymore. I have kids that are, you know, reasonably grown up. You can't freaking, right. you can't freaking buy cat food. I have three cats. You cannot. Yeah, I know you're going to have. You're gonna have to eat your pets if this this continues. You know. Uh, uh, <laughs> no. We're, I have an ex-husband over here. <laughs> Future ex-husband that we might have to devour. But you know what? It's yeah. it's terrible when you go to the store. <clears throat> it's awful. And, and you know, his, his, uh, his propaganda requires you to deny everything that your senses tell you is real. You know, like you go to the, you guys, like what you said, you go to the, to fill up your car and it's forty dollars more than forty dollars. It's gotta be about sixty dollars now. You know what, Don? Uh, I was saying, um, when I was going to the store with the freaking masks, pardon my French, uh, we're all in this together. Uh, can I say it? Um no I can't. Um but yeah. you know you know what I mean. Uh, we're not yeah. all in this together. You can figure yeah. it out. It's it's just stupid. That's a, that's a commie slogan you were saying. Well it is commie slogan. Yeah. But it's um, yeah. sorry, Don. Go ahead. Well, it's Orwellian. You know, more is less, up is down, right is left. You know, it's exactly. it's just Orwellian. The whole the whole thing, and and the the problem that Orwell <clears throat> recognized sooner than everybody else was that in the Soviet Union, mm. uh, people propaganda was king, and people were told to believe the opposite. Or what their senses told them what 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 was real. The whole thing was was bathed in a kind of in a kind of communistic unreality. But Don, they're uh, still every- they're still being told that they're still being told um, they're going in after Ukrainians and they're being told that Ukrainians are fascists. They're pigs. No. They're all no. they're, they be they're being. Did you see the parade? Um, we right. used to have to watch the parade. Every year on the ninth, um, how heroic um, the Russians were, and do do you know who actually came there? We're Americans, right? Right. So, um, well, you know, you know, you know something, uh, Jane. The people who could, if they wanted to, uh, depose Putin, they themselves are being asked to believe things that manifestly are not true. They're running out of ammo. You know, they're running out of ammo, and they don't have the facilities to, to, to resupply weapons, even nuclear weapons. They don't have it. It's not there. So the body bags are arriving in Moscow. Uh, the, 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 their munitions are disappearing. Uh, and, and here they are celebrating their victory over the Nazis when Putin is prosecuting a war in Ukraine against uh, against a president of Ukraine, <laughs> Jewish. Don, you know, I'm, so. I'm, I'm going to stop you for a second. Um, when I was a kid, I it was in, was it 83 when the uh, Chernobyl exploded? Yep. Um, yep. And I, I didn't even know it was in Ukraine. We did not know much about um, the Russian um, empire. Um, we, were, we were scared. We thought that the Americans were coming to bomb us. Um, we, yeah, I believe it. We were we were scared shitless, and 
Yeah, I, did. I did say that. Um, I um, but um, anyways, uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to end this um discussion. Um, we ha we have another guest coming up. Um, you are you're the best, Don. You, Don, thank you're always, you so much. You always last minute arrested me. Don Pesci, conservative columnist and Radio Vice Online contributor. The best. Major contributor. The best. Go to com right, right now. It's virtually all Don Pesci. Read all of his columns. This website, I was stunned. I went there for the first time in a long time to my own website I, on Facebook. If you go to Radio Vice <laughs> Online Facebook page, please like us, number one and number two. Don't forget to subscribe to one of our podcasts. It's the only way we can monetize ourselves. So subscribe today and never miss a podcast. Don, thank you so much, sir. Don, thank you for joining okay. us. You have a good okay. one. Okay, everything I write is on your site, Tim. <laughs> thank you, Don. It is. It's, Don's it's a great. Mate. Don, is, Don is Radio Vice Online. <laughs> okay, Don, thank you so much. Okay, Don, Jane, have soon. a good one. You too. Yep, take care. Yep. Follow us on Twitter too, but most <clears> of all, <throat> subscribe to a podcast. So we get, we've got... Um, all right, so Emily, you cut it short. Julia so you got Anthony. fifteen. You got fifteen minutes to um, spare now um, by yourself, and I need to figure this out. <clears throat> but um, anybody wants to call us? It's um, eight six zero. Nobody's time. going to call us today. It's a beautiful day. It's a wonderful, beautiful day. I don't blame you guys. Which product is hurting you the most when it comes to inflation? Is it groceries or is it gasoline? Well, or is it it's, something else? It's both. Well, I want to know what hurts them the most. Well, what effect, what, in other words, what do they think is affecting them the most? Well, the gasoline, gasoline, you start. Or is it groceries? You don't answer it for them. That's why, you, that's why you generate phone calls. Well, somebody can disagree with me, but I'm telling you, it starts with gasoline and then that's what brings the groceries. Let's see what they say. Okay, who is they? Okay, give us a number. Give them the number, not the uh, guest line. 860-888-2101. 860-888-2101. Come on, Sam, give us a call now rather than at the end of the show. What inflation is hurting you the most? Um, um, we want... Um, um, Okay, I'm 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 sorry. I'm not in a, a chat room. You guys need to yell at me. So, and I did it. My okay. friend and your friend. Uh, it's it's Christine is there, but um, uh, we have Neil. Neil Fallon, <clears throat> right? Neil is at uh, Stop and Shop. Um, he's probably still working. Still working. But anyways, um, so we are missing the baby formula. I don't have babies anymore. Um, we're missing cat food for sure. Um, dog food you have to get on um online. Um, there's a lot of things that you just can't get in in a store anymore. I have one, one bite that I can play for you guys. I was, uh, you know, what I'm going to save this for uh, um what AJ EJ. I'm sorry, EJ Antonin from the. Well, Heritage he's Foundation. supposed to be at four thirty, yeah, so you're going to have to wait I, a minute. I'll save the sound. So if somebody for him. wants to call us, go ahead, call us. Um, Don was um, great as usual. <clears throat> EJ Anthony, that's it. EJ Anthony, I, I never pronounced the last name correctly. EJ okay. Anthony from the Heritage Foundation. He's um, going to be talking about inflation too. I have a question for. Anybody, I have two questions actually. One selfish and one. Um, my kids collected money for Ukraine, and um, the school didn't get back to me. I don't know where to um, send it. If anybody, this is quite a bit of money to go to the Ukrainians. Well, it's not. It's not that big, but it was my kids and um, our neighbors. They were collecting money um, at the. Um, Bus stop. Um, um, at the stand, at the um, farm stand. Um, what do you call it? The what's the farm stand? What's the drink it's called? called? The farm stand. What's the drink Lemonade. called? Lemonade. Lemonade. What's the drink called? <laughs> they didn't put in vodka in it. They should have, but that they had plenty of people coming by, and um, giving them money. Uh, more importantly, <laughs> another question. And it's still sitting in a jar, and I don't know where to send it. There are two. Leading causes of inflation we're seeing today. 
The first cause of inflation is a once-in-a-century pandemic. A second cause, Mr. Putin's war in Ukraine. Mr. Putin. You saw, we saw in March that 60% of inflation that month. Hello, darling. Hey, Christine. How are you? Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Good. Christine, which part of inflation is affecting you the most? Both. I'm getting killed either way, like everyone else. Well, you know what the fun thing thing is? I started seeing it um, inflating the um, grocery prices, and then all of a sudden the gas prices started coming up. So I don't know which which side it came from. Do you find it interesting that he blames everybody around himself? He blamed Ukraine. He even blamed the American people. It was, and this is Blame the one. I like, this is the one I like the most, Christine. <laughs> See if I can play the right one. This is it. That's it. There are two leading causes of inflation we're seeing that. today. That's it. <laughs> oh, so where are you playing? <clears throat> Excuse my voice. The one I want is so on sick of it. MAGA. Oh, MAGA Republicans. Here, here it is. Biden blames MAGA Republicans. Senator Rick Scott, Wisconsin, a member of the Senate Republican leadership, laid it all out. The ultra MAGA plan. Ultra MAGA, that's it. Put forward ultra by. Ultra MAGA, Dana Prina said it sounds like a product you find in your store shelves. What's ultra MAGA? Now mega? with ultra. What's ultra MAGA? Now with ultra conservatism, ultra MAGA. That means MAGA squared. They're trying to make it sound even more sinister. Greg Christine. How about we just have common sense? That's all we have. It's supposed um, to be progressive in the it's world. It's gone. It's gone. Well, Christine, you're a net, you're a uh, not only are you a domestic terrorist, but now you're an ultra magaist. <laughs> yes. Which makes you oh. even more dangerous. Oh. Yes. Oh wait. Um. Do you know the one that um I'm a birthing uh, unit? Did you know that? <laughs> Yeah, I love how they change the narrative on that. No, it's a pregnant woman, please. We're not going to change the, the nomenclature. Um, you know, with the, with the, with the um, okay, let's go with the um, abortions, Jim. What about abortions? What about abortions? I'm not sure. Um, they're calling that. us. They're they're um saying that um they could be protesting in front of um everybody's home. If they're oh, against abortion. Yeah, well, we'll get into that with Barbara later on. Okay. Well, I was going to say, um, Jen Psaki has sound by encouraging that, and she's encouraging people to break the law. And then I don't know if you caught uh, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot's tweet. No, I, missed the, I missed her tweet. Go ahead and hit oh, that one good. for us. Oh, good God. Lori Lightfoot is the mayor of Chicago, for those of you who don't yes. know who she is. Uh, she basically said to the LGBTQ plus community, of course, which I'm one. Yep. Uh, look out after Rose. Oh, they're going Wade after you. Yep. Yeah, and it's time to call to arms. Hmm. It's you know, you know, you you whatever you do in your home, just but, like Jim always said, you but do. She's inciting a riot. That like that. It, but, these but, people, well, do you remember those two people that were defending their home with the guns um, yeah, when Louis, they had yeah. the, um, um, where was it? That was in uh, St. Louis. Um, you know, they were standing in front of their home where the crowds were going through their yard. It was the, uh, their yard. You have that one. And, and the other one that I wanted to bring up is um, Antoni Scalia. Do you, Antoni Scalia. Do you remember um, that that um, case? Oh, uh, she thinks that Scalia might have been murdered. He was murdered. Oh yeah, yeah. I I don't buy that. That was a heart attack. No, no I, he would not be going hunting by himself somewhere in the middle of the woods. And the first report was he had pillow on his face. So please, I know the family doesn't want to have to do anything to do with this. Um, but come on. And the people think we're fools, we're not. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, they think we forget. I mean, pe- President got Trump, he got crushed for saying go in peace on January 6th, which to me was just another peaceful protest, like we 
saw on any given night the summer two, 2020. And, and yet Jen Psaki and Mayor Lightfoot are, they're doing worse. And they're and because they're on the um, Democrat side of the thing, and, no one's saying a word about it. And do you want to know something? Um, friend of ours, David is his name, sent me a um, post before this whole happened. This whole thing happened on, on January 6th. Um, they were saying they were going to infiltrate um, the... Um, the peaceful protesters, they were going to do it. The, um, um, what do you call it? The, uh, black Antifa, lives matter. Yeah. BLM and Antifa. They were going to infiltrate. They were going to do it. They knew it ahead of time. So it's just, um, so frustrating. And how do all these people get to these, to the justice's house over the weekend? Well, um, it's Good question. not organized. Is it? To Justice Alito's and, house. Had that around here somewhere. I don't know what happened to everything. Who organized everything in folders, and now I can't find the folder because I don't see that well. Okay. I don't want to sound like a conspiracy therapist, but... You don't. Why Why does something sound fishy that someone maybe organized bus trips or right. got people to worry? Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. I'm just, I'm just being facetious. Um, of course, um, they knew th- what they were doing exactly <clears throat> when they. Um, here's, that, here's the sound that I think you were talking about. It's not Lori Lightfoot, but this is John Meacham. Produce a more perfect union, right? To protect uh, the Jeffersonian uh, assertion of equality, to protect the. Uh, John Meacham talking about because most people don't want, want abortion. Oh, the Supreme geez. Court was interfering. Uh, can we I'm just... sorry, that's wrong by two. Go ahead, keep going. No, I just I, abortion is a um that's a difficult it's not a right. It's a difficult it is. It's a difficult issue. It's a very difficult issue. It it's is. about education. It's about it's, a... it's about parents telling their children, um both both sexes um telling their children um what is you know what is going to happen if you do certain things? So, and yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. It's a matter for the states to decide, not the federal government. Absolutely. Well, it's it's also matter it's of a states' rights issue. It is, and it it's fall also under the Thirteenth or the Fourteenth Amendment. No, but it's also edu- it, it, education starts at home on yes, everything. The, don't hit the table, please. I keep hitting it because I get mad. <laughs> Well, we, but Jane, the problem is we've seen the decline in nuclear family, so a lot of these discussions aren't being in the home, unfortunately. Well, the thing is, you don't own your children when they're at school. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and if you speak, and if you speak to the contrary, and that yes, we are domestic terrorists for that. Uh, yeah. Well, ask me if I care, because <laughs> I'll do- go. I'll go there. I'll be and there. Before I go, Jane, I, you you answered a question. I just thought of something when you asked about the money about give it for the Ukraine fund. Mm-hmm. This Middletown South Fire District, uh, about last month, they got some. They had a rally to uh, send firefighting equipment there. I think maybe they contact them about a contact person where that money could go to. Yeah, I think if I go, I, if I go to my. Um, a local police station, or if I go to my local um, firehouse, I I could probably find out. They're very good, so I I just need to get off my butt and do it. <laughs> but they they um they were sitting up there for a couple hours and collected money, and people were very generous. Here's that demonstration you were talking about, Christine. Before you go in front of Alito's house from congressional oh. inaction. A small but important piece to mention is that leaving abortion access up to states will also result in fewer clinicians trained in abortion care, so more people are going to die. Forcing people to carry unwanted pregnancies will cause unnecessary death and lifelong injury, both physical and mental. Now, I believe abortion should be available to all pregnant people, regardless of the reason. Notice, Christine, notice she said all pregnant people. Not no, all pregnant women. Pregnant women. Yes, I am. Yes. Well, did you see? I, the- I was born with a female brain, heart, and soul, but I was not born with a uterus 
or vagina. I'm sorry. There's no way. I, there's no way I can give birth, so I defer that to pregnant women. Listen, um, did you see there was a um, th- there was a black woman in a white um onesie, uh, stumping <laughs> on a babies, uh, on a on a dolls. Yeah. Did you oh. see that? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, people. that was in front of a Catholic church. Yeah, it's it was- just. Thank you. Hi, Sam. How are you doing? Have a good day. You Have too. Have a good day. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Hang on a second, Sam. Um, well, she can't be calling on that phone. That's right. You're calling, um, you're calling, um, EJ Anthony. Hey, EJ Anthony. Sam, Okay. You, you want me to call another number? Yes, please. Yeah, call the other number, please, Sam. Thanks. I'll do it as soon as I find okay. it, honey. Okay. Okay. Do you need the number? Do you have it? Uh, type Mom, it in. Um, I, I don't have his number. I have his number. Type. Where? I have it in the uh, phone. Believe me, I'm organized. It looks like I'm not. There's Sam. Hey, Mama. Hi there. Hold on one second. We, we Okay. We have a guest. Go ahead. Well, is actually, he on now? He's not. He's not on yet. Um, you know, I have organized husband over here. That's future ex-husband that I'm going to strangle. See, um, there it is. Okay, then. Um, is you it time to call? Hold? Is it time to call already? Yeah, it is. Well, I'll hang up. Okay. Okay, Thanks. sweetie. Okay. Hello. Bye bye. EJ. Yes. It's uh, Jim Vicevich and Jane Vicevich. Uh, are we calling and, early or are we calling on time for you? No, this is great. And oh, EJ, EJ, my daughter's names are Emily and Julia. That's how we remember your name. Em- Emily and Julia. Yeah, so EJ. Okay. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Doing anyway, well, how are you? I'm, I'm okay. So what are we talking about, Jim? Probably about inflation here. Inflation. Uh, let me play a couple bites for you if I can. You got you to comment on that, so we'll get into the conversation. Um, here's what Biden is blaming inflation on, uh, other than pl- uh, blaming it this um, time. Mr. Putin. Don't oh, forget Mr. Putin. Yeah, I'll play that first. Blames inflation on that. Let me see if I can get you to comment on this. There are two leading causes of inflation we're seeing today. The first cause of inflation is a once-in-a-century pandemic. A second cause. Mr. Putin's war in Ukraine. You saw, we saw in March that 60% of inflation that month was due to price increases. So he's blaming it on Ukraine and also he blamed it on MAGA Republicans. Ultra MAGA, I'm sorry, ultra here. I'll play that for you. Okay. Senator Rick Scott, Wisconsin, a member of the Senate Republican leadership, laid it all out. The ultra MAGA plan put forward by congressional republicans to raise taxes on working families lower the income of american workers i never expected the ultra mega republicans who seem to control by, by the way ej that's all i senator no one has signed on to the senator scott plan at all not one single republican as Dan Prino said on The Five, he's the guy who's sitting at the lunch table all by himself. Nobody even wants to sit next to him. Anyway. Yeah, and honestly, I'm not I'm not even sure where he came up with this ultra-maga idea or the ultra-maga crowd or, or what that even means. Um, this is, you know, this is the first, literally, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that phrase. So this seems like something that Biden has invented, not something that a Republican has invented, but neither here nor there. I thought it was interesting that, you know, back in uh, April, he told this lie about how 70% of the March inflation was just because of the increase in gasoline. And that was all because of Putin. And, you know, one of the things that's interesting is that his own department of labor has statistics that contradict that. And that might've been part of the reason why he dropped the number down in this last press conference to only 60%. But even still, if you go on the Bureau of Labor Statistics website, 
you can see, again, by the administration's own statistics, you can see that gasoline only added to about 19% of the total inflation. So a third, less than a third of what the president has claimed. Furthermore, if you look at all of the inflation during the president's term, before the war in Ukraine started, that was 86% of the March number. And on top of that, if you just look at existing trends for prices, you find that prices that you, I'm sorry, you find that that accounts for 95% of the March increase. So this idea that this all of a sudden somehow miraculously appeared because of Vladimir Putin is, is just laughable. So this soundbite is absurd. Then. I'm doing everything within my power by executive orders to bring down the price and address the Putin price hike. The Putin fact, price hike. Um, I, so I would like to know. Can I, I would just, like to know one single thing he has done. Yes, sir. Um, you know what? I want him to prove how he lowered the deficit by one point three trillion dollars. And um, I'm, I'm telling you, I just filled my car, and it cost me sixty dollars. Um, oh, actually, it was close to seventy. It was almost seventy dollars. Um, so. How is he lowering the deficit? Where where are the groceries? Where is um the baby formula? You know, bring it on. You know, it, it's interesting if we if we compare this attitude, the attitude of this president, to that of Harry Truman, it's really a stark contrast. Harry Truman did not take credit when World War II ended for decreasing government spending. Why? Because they were one-time government expenditures. No one expected that we were going to continue fighting World War II forever. So mm-hmm. when the war ended, those expenditures ended. And the exact same thing has happened with COVID. But on top of that, we see that the government is not running a balanced budget. We see that the deficit continues to grow. And far from trying to reduce the deficit, everything this president has proposed would increase the deficit and some of the things that he has not only proposed but that that have actually passed, including his own COVID measures, those added trillions of dollars to the deficit. So again, far from doing anything to reduce the deficit or bring any kind of fiscal sanity to Washington DC, the president has done precisely the opposite. Well then EJ might surprise you to know that he said this. I think our policies help not hurt. He said I think our policies have helped not hurt. Is he daft or is he serious about that? That's a good question. But again, I would like to know literally just one thing this president has done to bring down prices. Just one. Just one. Not okay. not 10, not 20, just one. Okay, I'll tell you one. Um, he cut the, the uh, gas line. How is oh, that? You're talking about the I'm, uh, I'm pipeline. I'm being facetious, okay? He, he, he just cut it. And the ships are sitting... Line. Okay, it's an oil line, whatever you want to call it. It's an oil pipeline. I don't speak English well, but you have ships sitting in California, and you have a gas line um, cut off from, um, and and the drilling is being uh, prohibited. So, yeah, I'm telling you what he's done to. um, Not bring it down, but to actually hurt Um, it. I'm being, you know what I'm. No, I understand being facetious. Sorry. Right. So once, no, that's okay. Once again, there is literally nothing this president has done to help bring down prices. Instead, all of his actions have done the opposite. They have exacerbated these price increases. And what's ironic is that the president himself has admitted this. If you look at what exactly what you were just talking about, canceling the Keystone XL pipeline, when the president did that, he claimed that it would have no effect whatsoever Mm. on our economy. And yet, And yet, when he canceled the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, or at least when he tried to cancel it, which is a Russian pipeline, pipeline. he he claimed that that would cripple the Russian economy. So please explain to me how canceling one pipeline has no effect, but canceling another is crippling. Um, Well, that's because one works in his favor and the other doesn't. Well, he's clearing. You know what? I've been, EJ, I've been... um, Arguing with Jim, not arguing, but I've been saying that he's clearing out his um, son's um, dealings with with the Russians. 
with the Russians in the, Ukraine. There are Russians. That's why Zelensky Putin marched yeah. to the marched to the Kiev. Do you believe that? She thinks that. Oh, I, Russia... I have I have no I I have no idea. Truth be told. Okay. Um, you know, I, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I'm I'm a monetary scientist, not a political scientist, and I I think I would be out of my depth if I were commenting on that topic. Well, you don't have to comment on it, but Did I'm you... just giving you an idea. And I'm telling you, I grew up in that kind of um, environment. I grew up in Czechoslovakia. Um, and I'm telling you, that's that, that that things that politicians do are just disgusting, gross, um, just horrible. EJ, this morning, did you read the Wall Street Journal article calling Joe Biden the Costanta president? Oh, listen to this one. You get a kick out of this. It said, because everything that Biden does, he should do the opposite. Why did it all turn out like this for me? I had so much respect. from the Seinfeld show. I was personable. I was bright. Oh, maybe not academically speaking, but I was perceptive. I always know when someone's uncomfortable at a party. So the journal compared. It all became very clear to me sitting out there today that Every decision I've ever made in my entire life has been wrong. <laughs> my life is the complete opposite of everything I want it to be. Every instinct I have in every aspect of life, be it something to wear, something to eat, it's all been wrong. <laughs> Everyone. Tuna on toast, coleslaw, cup of coffee. Yeah. No, 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 wait a minute. I always have tuna on toast. Nothing's ever worked out for me with tuna on toast. <laughs> I want the complete opposite of tuna on toast. Chicken salad on rye, untoasted, with a side of potato salad. All right, that's So enough. the Wall Street Journal said today, using that clip as an example, that everything Biden does, he should be doing the opposite, that he's been wrong on everything, that when it comes to inflation, he actually said, uh, EJ, that we should spend more money that would cure inflation. What makes him think that? Who's giving him that advice? EJ, who would give a president that advice, spend more money to cure inflation? Well, most likely the people that the money is being spent on. But it, <laughs> in terms of in terms of what in terms of that commentary by The Wall Street Journal, uh, you know, one of the tragedies of this presidency is the fact that they had the benefit of hindsight. You know, we say hindsight. Ironically, we say hindsight is 2020. And this all goes back to the year 2020 when the Biden administration is perfectly capable of looking back and seeing everything the Trump administration did right and everything they did wrong. They can look back and see the things that were successes and the things that were disasters. And instead of using those examples, they have ignored them and they have doubled down on the disasters. And they are once again, ignoring all of the successes. That's a uh, fact. But I had a couple of questions I knew I needed to ask you. How high can this inflation go? Do you think it will continue? Inflation is going to continue as long as the Federal Reserve slow walks reining it in. So to put in context how laughably behind the curve the Federal Reserve is right now, the last time we had inflation this high, the Federal Reserve had their key interest rate over 13 percent right now it's less than one percentage point what was i and many i and many others have been pleading with the federal reserve literally for over a year to begin raising rates and instead for the better part of the last 12 months they have been adding liquidity to the system doing exactly the opposite so, they so now down interest rates fast enough for you right so now we are in a situation where instead of being able to, let's say, give a patient a mild dose of chemotherapy to get rid of a small tumor, the cancer has spread, it is growing fast, and now we need a hard and heavy dose of chemotherapy, which is going to do tremendous harm to the patient, the economy, but it is the only way to kill the cancer of inflation. It will crash the stock market, won't it? Well, we're already seeing the market take quite a dive. I mean, if you look at uh, the returns year to date, if you look at the returns over the last 12 months, it's pretty bleak. And then when you adjust, adjust it for inflation, when you have inflation-adjusted returns, you see that the results are actually even worse. That's not to say things can't get worse, but I think it's fair to say the market is susceptible to betterment.
EJ, before we let you go, I have a, I have one more question. Also, um, I want to say who he's from, then you can ask it. Okay, go EJ ahead. is a senior fellow at the Heritage Foundation in finance and economics. So we're not talking to just some Joe off the street. EJ's quite a brainiac. Thank you for joining us, EJ. Jane has some questions. I have you, one more. One more. Um, what about the Federal um, Reserve on um, as far as the uh, gas goes? Um, how much uh, how much um, damage was done when um, Joe Biden reser- released it? Oh, what would you mean the Strategic Petroleum Reserve? Yes, sir. So, you know, unfortunately, when you look at the supply chain of oil and when you look at the production process, and you, what you end up finding are a series of bottlenecks. What I mean by that is just because you dump more crude oil onto the market, particularly in one geographic location, that does not mean you are going to be able to impact the price of retail gasoline. Mm-hmm. And we are seeing that play out in real time. And that's one of the reasons why the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is not traditionally used to affect gasoline prices. It is supposed to be used in the case of a widespread crisis. Crisis, emergency. Where you have, exactly, where you have a temporary but widespread disruption in our ability to get crude out of the ground. That is not at all what we're seeing right now. And and that's one of the reasons why it's so ineffective. And you run out of it relatively fast, right? Right, exactly. It's not like we have a year supply of oil. It's a couple so of weeks. So the idea it's that we're going two? to, uh, it's, well, no, it's, it, you're, you're looking at more than a month. Okay. But the fact, the fact that you are constantly whittling it down means that whenever that real crisis does happen, mm. you're now, you're now unprepared for it because you wasted it in an ineffectual manner. All right, sir. You've been again. We're so talking to EJ Anthony of the Heritage Foundation, an economic and finance senior fellow. Um, you Wait, are brainiac. Yeah. Before you go, EJ, I have one more question as well. So, you think inflation will continue to rise until they ratchet up interest rates even more? How high do you think interest rates have to go in in something our audience can understand? Oh, I think I think interest rates need to be in double digits to really get this thing under control. What we're going to see, because last year's inflation was so high, what we're going to see moving forward this year is the headline number, that 8.3% that we saw for the month of April. It was 8.5% in March. We're probably going to see that fluctuate up and down. But the thing to keep your eye on is not the annual increase, but the monthly increase. And what that is going to continue to show month after month is prices steadily creeping upwards. That is not right. going to slow down. Wonderful. Um, on um, that note... Um, wait, one, wait one more second, if we can, please. Uh, EJ, so you think the uh, interest rates will continue to creep up? And does that mean more? if you're going to buy a house, buy it soon? Oh, not not necessarily. So you have you have two different effects going on at the same time, because as interest rates go up, it increases your borrowing cost. But at the same time, as interest rates go up, because it makes borrowing more expensive, it removes many buyers from the marketplace. So when you have less pressure on, when you have less pressure to buy, that reduces prices. So you're going to have two competing effects, and then it's just going to be a question of which overpowers the other on an individual basis. It's not necessarily going to be the case that we'll see a widespread uh, sway one way or the other. So even though interest rates will be going up, increasing the cost of borrowing, the actual cost of the house will go down. It is, it is, it is very, very possible. We've seen that happen uh, multiple times in recent history. So the idea that you should rush out and buy right now at these elevated prices and low borrowing costs is not necessarily the best thing to do. What is typically the best thing to do, regardless of what is going on in the market, is to ensure that you can put 20% down and that you can pay it off in 15 years with a fixed rate. That is always but always the best advice when you're buying a home. EJ, 
You've been so kind with your time. Thank you so much with EJ all Anthony. your input. Um, my my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank thank You're you fun. for coming it's on. It's fun to have you on the Here. show. Take a bow. Crowd going crazy. EJ Anthony. EJ Anthony. I hope you come on again. The Heritage Foundation. Please join us again sometime. Thank you, sir. Thank you, EJ. I hope you have a good one. Have a good day. Thank you. You do the same. Okay, bye. Thank you. Bye. Can you shut the hell up sometimes? I just a couple more questions. You, you spend I'm 20 sorry. minutes of his time. Okay, now you have Barbara on, okay. which is recorded, sorry. so I can go and do something else. Uh, joining us right now is the Sound Off sister. She's going to be talking about the protests in front of uh, the Supreme Court justice, why she believes these protests against the Supreme Court at their homes is absolutely illegal. Here she comes now. So here we go. My guest is Barbara Vysich, former federal prosecutor and first woman law partner at the law, law, largest law firm in South Florida and also a uh, law professor at the University of Miami. Barbara, want to ask you about the demonstrations in front of Alito's home. Were they legal or are they against the law? Well, they're definitely against the law. If nothing else, it's um, trying to intimidate um, a judge, or it'd be like same thing trying to intimidate a juror. It's it's almost obstruction of justice or interfering with justice. So I say they're illegal, and curiously, um, they are illegal under Virginia law. Nobody's doing anything about it, and that's where um, Alito lives so, in Virginia. I think he, I think he lives in Virginia, um, and so it's not only a federal law issue. There's also a state law issue. I, I think the concern may be, Jim, that the authorities are concerned that if they start arresting these protesters, the protests will get bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But there's no other reason to explain why the authorities don't seem to be doing anything. Let me play, if I can, for you a little soundbite of the demonstration. Get you to respond just quickly. Wrong one. I'm sorry. I apologize. Let's see. Be under Alito. I, I thought I had it ready, but I don't. But it's curious what the demonstrator says. I think you'll take exception to it. Here it is, a little home demonstration. Hopefully you can hear this. From congressional inaction. Can you hear that, Barbara? Could you hear that? Jason? I did. Okay, I'll keep playing it then. A small but important piece to mention is that leaving abortion access up to states will also result in fewer clinicians trained in abortion care, so more people are going to die. Forcing people to carry unwanted pregnancies will cause un unnecessary death and lifelong injury, both physical and mental. Now, I believe abortion should be available to all pregnant people, regardless of the reason. All pregnant, yeah. all pregnant people, Barbara. Seventy percent. I know. I love Americans the pregnant believe people. Believe abortion part. should be legal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Abortion should be available when the pregnant person's health is in, da in danger. Yeah. 75% agree that it should be legal in cases of rape or serious birth defects. Yes. So it's high time Congress listened to the people who elected them and who pay their fucking salaries. As we speak, states are not only drafting and filing bans on abortion, but also legislation on criminalizing. IVF, miscarriages, gender-affirming care. They're going to, better, they're going to criticize miscarriages, Barbara. They're going to make miscarriages uh, illegal. Jim, What's going on, do you um, think? Why would you well, say criminalizing miscarriages? How do you criminalize a miscarriage? I, I, she's crazy, Jim. All they're trying to do is stir the pot. Most of if not all of the things that she talked about are basically lies. Once, if, if Roe versus Wade is overturned, absolutely nothing will happen other than what we currently have in this country. 
every any state where abortion is legal, it will still be legal. In a state where it's legal but with certain restrictions, it will still be legal with those restrictions. So they're screaming and yelling about nothing, Jim. And I and I think it's really just the typical playbook. Well, Get everybody say- upset. She said abortion is health care and abortion and health care is a right. Is health care one of the enumerated rights, Barbara? Not that I've not that I've seen. Uh, I'm sorry. They love to say that, that health care is a right. You know, if health care was a quote right, then doctors would have to work for free. And I don't think we're going to see that. Um, uh, so health care is not a right and abortion is not a right then. No, I mean it's a um, healthcare is something that that's there, and actually, in, when when it comes to this country, if you can't afford it, pretty much any hospital will take you in. They're required to. Um, so we've got so many programs that take care of this. So healthcare may not be a right, but people are not going without healthcare. So I don't know if you saw the Wall Street Journal opinion piece this morning. The Wall Street Journal compared Joe Biden to George Costanza on Seinfeld. um, (laughs) uh, Because they said, let me play the clip for you. This is the bite that they referenced from Seinfeld. Why did it all turn out like this for me? I had so much promise. (laughs) I was personable. I was bright. Oh, maybe not academically speaking, but... I was perceptive. I always know when someone's uncomfortable at a party. Hey. Can I over there? It all became very clear to me sitting out there today that every decision I've ever made in my entire life has been wrong. <laughs> my life is the complete opposite of everything I want it to be. Every instinct I have in every aspect of life, be it something to wear, something to eat, it's often wrong. <laughs> Tuna on toast, coleslaw, cup of coffee. Yeah. No, 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 wait a minute. I always have tuna on toast. Nothing's ever worked out for me with tuna on toast. I want the complete opposite of tuna on toast. Chicken. Somebody's from Simon. But I cannot hear you through my headphones. Can't now? How about now? No. This episode is from Seinfeld. I understand that I can hear everything but you. No, I have no idea what's wrong with my son, with my... I heard Barbara... Well, I don't know. Chicken salad. Chicken salad. On rye. (laughs) Untoasted. With a side of potato salad. And a cup of tea. (laughs) Well, there's no telling what can happen from this. You know, chicken salad's not the opposite of tuna. Salmon's the opposite of tuna, because salmon swim against the current, and the tuna swim with it. Good for the tuna. Uh, George, you know that woman just looked at you. So what? What am I supposed to do? Go talk to her. Elaine, bald men with no jobs and no money who live with their parents don't approach strange women. Well, here's your chance to try the opposite. Instead of tuna salad and being intimidated by... That was the sound of sister, yeah. former federal prosecutor. That's great, but nobody can hear you. That was the sound of sister, former federal prosecutor. Okay, I can hear you now. And law professor at the University of Miami. And for, for all of you liberals out there, this makes a difference. As in the first black, she was the first woman law partner at the largest law firm in South Florida, Shuts and Bowen. Breaking the glass ceiling. Breaking the glass ceiling long before anybody even cracked the glass ceiling. So she's a trailblazer in her field and should be on the Supreme Court. I think you all all agree. Actually, chime in in the chat room if you agree that Barbara Weissert should be on the Supreme Court. Or call in 860-888-2101. What's the other number? Five o'clock. Is it five already? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's time to call today then. I want to thank... Uh, Sam, if you wanted to call. You Sam, if you, you want to call, something you got on your mind. Sam, you can call either, either one. Right? Either number. Either number is okay, Sam. 888-2101 or 0308-996-0308. Okay. okay, I'll type it in. Uh, anybody can call in. He's going to stay on... 
As long as you guys want to talk. Um, and I need somebody to tell me how to adopt a parrot. I want a parrot. And I don't want a small parrot. I want a big parrot. So it can kill the cats. Like an African or South American parrot. No, I want a big one. I want a cockatoo. I want a cockatoo. Like parrots you find in the islands. I want a cockatoo. I don't know about the blue ones. I don't want about the green ones. I know about cockatoos. Anyways, if you want to call... I had... Um, I want to uh, thank E.J. Anthony. E.J. Anthony from the Heritage Foundation. He was great. On inflation. He was going to tell your friends to go back and subscribe to but the so podcast. But so was your sister as again. usual. And to the sound off sister... For joining us and telling us the real story on the protests in front of the homes of the Supreme Court justices and why it's different, why it's against the law. I also well, want to thank- uh, well, but you, you, you also are going to have the clip with the uh, dipshit from, um, and I did say that, uh, from Connecticut, Murphy, um, being worried about protests in front of his house, um, but all these protests in front of other houses are okay. Um, the um, no, he, elected, he, actually, he said, I, um, he's no stranger to protests down the street from him, but this isn't around the corner. This is right in front of their front door. Okay. Um, what's your point? My point is there is a big difference. What's your point? Should it be legal either way? No, it shouldn't be legal either way. Okay. Are you done? Looks like I am done. I guess you are. Nobody else. But I'm. Um, I'm just saying. Um, if anybody's listening, what is your opinion on this? Um, these nutcases going around. Um, just and like Jim said, it's okay. Um, it's okay. Hi, Rob. Uh, Rob, call in. Um, yeah, he. There, there was a video. Um, um, Rob. Um, I. Do you have it? About um, Chris Murphy, does he, have the he was ta- he was talking. Does Rob have the numbers? Um, yeah, he does. But uh, Chris Murphy was who was he talking to? It was he, it was an interview on was it wasn't Jesse was Brett Bear. Brett Bear. He was talking to Brett Bear, talking Especially about how on Fox News. Yeah, on Fox News, um, about how um criminal that is and how scary it is to have protesters in front of your house. Yeah, I'm sure. I cannot even imagine. I have... Coming right to your door. I have three baseball bats, and I have other things, too. Don't mess with me. But I'm nobody. Not to mention the fact that the police in this town actually will respond. Um, this, um, the police in this town is the best. They are the best. They are the best. They actually do respond. Immediately. They really do. With force. They do. They're not afraid to use it. Um, but we have to do things too. Um, we have to report it. It might sound, um, like you are crybaby, but you have to report things. If you see something that doesn't belong in your neighborhood and you know exactly what I mean, report it. Well, I think it's time to sign off. Do I, do I you think play so the too. traveling music? Uh, sure. Love you guys. And I'll play mine. I won't back down. How's that? We have the best police force. We have the best listening audience. Best listening audience. We have the best police. And we have the best... um, um, We played that out. I'll play mine. Best everything in this town. We do. Well, I won't back down. Thank you for watching. No, I won't. Thank you for listening. I wish you would chime in. You can stand me and I won't um, back down. I'll always stand for a smaller, leaner, less intrusive government. Well, at least in my dreams, I will. <laughs> we'll never see it in reality, I guess. Well, I can keep. We'll keep plugging on the podcast for it, won't we, Jane? 
from oh. both Republicans and Democrats. Well, thank you for joining us today. You guys are the best. I wish you guys would call in more. That's the only thing. You're besties. You're besties. Thanks for joining us again. If you still want to call in, I'm still here. Give them one number. Uh, I'm leaving, so okay. you girls can call. 860-888-2101. Is, it that, is that it? 860-888-2101-2101-860-996-0308. I guess Sam isn't going to call back. Okay, Sam, thanks for joining us. She probably is. Thank you all for coming today. I appreciate it very much.